Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. For this episode of the podcast, host Bill Hodges will be giving you an update on presumptive diseases, explain what they are and what the VA is offering to do. The VA is not a static entity. Things are changing all the time. It's in your best interest to listen to these podcasts as Bill shares the latest information on changes in claims filing. Bill shares what the new presumptive diseases are that have just been recognized by the VA and who is encouraged to file. Even if you're not encouraged to file, it may well be a good idea to look into filing a claim. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. It's going to be a little different today because I'd like to finish the year by sharing with you some of the things that the VA has put out and things that may have changed, maybe you've missed them, things that could be important in your life. Keep in mind, the VA is not static. Things change regularly. So here we go. Over the course of the last six months, the Department of Veterans Affairs, VA, has began processing service-connected disability claims for six new presumptive conditions related to an environmentally exposures during military service. We request your help, the VA is asking, for making veterans aware of these newly added presumptive conditions to help them file a claim and obtain earned benefits. In May 2021, VA started implementing provisions for the William M. Thornbury National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021. NDAA, adding bladder cancer, hypothyroidism, Parkinson's to the list of medical conditions presumptively associated with exposure to Agent Orange. A few months later, VA added asthma, rhinitis, sinitis, and included rhinosinitis in a presumptive basis based on particulate matter exposure during military service in Southwest Asia and certain other areas. Any veteran who was previously denied service connection for any of these six conditions, but had symptoms manifested within 10 years of military service, would need to file a supplemental claim. Be sure to use VA Form 20-0995, Decision Review Request Supplemental Claim, when you're filing it. The claim form should include the name of the condition, specifically that the condition is being claimed due to in-service exposure to environmental hazards. 
VA is committed to assisting veterans who may have been exposed to hazardous materials during the military service. Be sure to stay plugged in to the VA.gov website for the most recent developments around environmental exposures during military service, as VA is constantly conducting research and surveillance as well as reviewing scientific literature for the conditions that may be related to exposure during military service. For more information on this about VA benefits and eligibility, you can always go to VA.gov. Now, a sidelight here, VA.gov has a lot of information in it, and you may want to just check back on some of the programs that you'll find in the Veterans Corner Radio Library. But the toll-free number for the VA is 1-800-827-1000. Again, specifically from the VA and directed towards Gulf War veterans, more than 650,000 service members served in Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm from August 2, 1990 to July 31, 1991. For VA benefit eligibility purposes, the Gulf War period is still in effect. This means that anyone who served on active duty from August 2, 1990 to present is considered a Gulf War veteran. For example, the Veterans Pension Benefit requires service during a wartime period. Therefore, any veteran who served on active military service from any period from August 2, 1990 to the present meets the wartime services requirement. VA Benefits The Gulf War veterans may be eligible for a wide variety of benefits available to all U.S. military veterans. VA benefits include disability compensation, pensions, education and training, health care, home loans, insurance, vocational rehabilitation, and employment. And in case we fail to mention it, burial benefits, all of which are very important. See the veterans page on VA.gov for an overview of benefits available to all veterans. Gulf War Veteran Illnesses Certain illnesses and diseases are presumed by the VA to be related to your military service in designated areas of Southwest Asia and may entitle you to a VA disability compensation benefit. For Gulf War Veterans, these presumptive diseases include Medically Unexplained Illness, popularly called Gulf War Syndrome certain infectious diseases, ambiotropic lateral sclerosis, ALS, diagnosed, and all veterans who have had 90 days or more continuous active military service. Learn more about your benefits from the Gulf War if you go to va.gov and plug in words like airborne hazards, open pit registry, disability compensation, Gulf War Presumptive Disability page, these things will come up for you. The Gulf War veterans may still seek to establish service connection individually for other non-presumptive diseases and illnesses related to the service in the Gulf War. Learn more about qualifying for disability compensation for non-presumptive conditions on the compensation website 
And again, VA.gov leads you to that. When applying, the specific VA benefit or program webpage will provide tailored information about how to apply for a particular benefit or program. Generally, service members, veterans, and families can apply for VA benefits using one of the methods below. Certainly, one of the first ones that comes to mind from my standpoint is DAV, Disabled American Veterans. They provide a lot of good information and a lot of help. Almost every county in the United States also has a veteran service office. So you want to look at your county and see what they have. You can go to a representative or agent, and I prefer an accredited representative or agent in order to get that done. Generally, we're talking about an attorney or someone standing in that can help you with the legal aspects of it. They will charge you a fee for most purposes. DAV, VFW, American Legion, these organizations do not charge a fee. You can go to a VA regional office and have an employee from the VA assist you. There's lots of ways to get it done. All you have to do is give some thought to it and put a little effort into it. As a final thought on this issue, I do want to point out that if you have already filed and for one reason or another are rejected, don't let that stop you. Go ahead and refile. Talk with some of the people that I've mentioned who can help you to file. Many people file their own claims. And for me, that's like being a doctor and operating on yourself. Get the help of the people who have put time into learning the system because the system is there for your benefit. It just requires you to make sure you put the effort into it. Be sure it's going to work for you. We have talked a lot about presumptive disability benefits. Here's what the VA says about presumptive service connection. VA presumes that certain disabilities were caused by military service. This is because of the unique circumstances of a specific veteran's military service. If a presumed condition is diagnosed in a veteran within a certain group, they can be awarded disability compensation. What are presumptive conditions? If you're diagnosed with a chronic disease within one year of active duty release, you should apply for disability compensation. Examples of chronic diseases include arthritis, diabetes, and hypertension. However, let me sidelight this. Even if it's outside of that period of time, don't fail to file. Remember, the VA is not ecstatic. Things are going on constantly and rules change. And it goes on to say, or if you served continuously for at least 90 days and are diagnosed with ALS, most of us know that as Lou Gehrig's disease, after your discharge, you can establish service connection for the disease. The veterans may have to look to see whether their group falls within the parameters of any presumptive disease. But again, don't fail to file if you think you have it coming. Go to the DAV, go to the VFW, go to the American Legion, stop in at one of the VA offices, file, and then if it's turned down, you've got something later to go back on. This has been Veterans Corner Radio.
Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And we'll talk to you again very soon on Veterans Corner Radio. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.